From VT Digger, I'm Mike Doherty. This is The Deeper Dig. This week, the national protest movement following the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis has coalesced around a policy goal of defunding police departments. Now, constituents of Vermont's largest municipal police force are bringing that fight to Burlington. Last weekend saw the second major round of protests in Vermont over the recent wave of killings by police. At one demonstration on the State House steps, multiple speakers said it was time to slash police budgets. We need to defund the police. I am not sorry for saying it. You may ask if we defund the police, how will they protect us? I ask, how are they protecting us now? Generally, proponents of this idea argue that tax dollars could be better spent on social services, while police unions say departments barely have enough staff to handle calls as it is. Over the course of this week, hundreds of people brought these arguments to public hearings in Burlington that will help guide decision makers there on what to do with the city's police budget. Our reporter Aidan Quigley has been listening in. I think it was 20 people last Wednesday at a meeting sharing some of these ideas, but it was really on Monday night at the Board of Finance meeting during a six-hour public forum where people were sharing the demands of the Vermont Racial Justice Alliance. We demand a 30% reduction in the police force. We demand that you remove police from our schools where they cause nothing but harm. And we demand that you stop policing our black and brown children. Essentially, 30% decrease in headcount for the police department, getting officers out of schools, uh, firing three officers uh, involved in very public use of force incidences. We teach our kids that violence isn't the answer, but every day they see the police using violence to solve so-called problems. And in the case of officers Coro, Campbell, and Bellavance, using violence without provocation and without consequence towards people of color. They're supposed to be public servants, and they have failed to live up to that purpose. And then basically use the funding, say, from the police department to invest in people of color in the city of Burlington. Leave the vacant positions vacant. We demand that funds be reinvested in communities of color in Burlington. Do not pass a budget until these demands are met. It's really been something to listen to. I I listened to 10 hours of public forum on Monday and Tuesday between the uh, Monday brought a finance meeting and the Tuesday police commission meeting where caller after caller was saying, we support these, these demands. We think that Burlington will be safer if we have, you know, less police officers, uh, and instead reinvest in, you know, social services and, you know, basically take the funding from the police department and use it in other, other community building ways. My name is Emiliano Void. Uh, my great grandparents were slaves and I am a black resident of Burlington, Vermont. Um, For the past weeks, I've watched the frustrations of my community boil over into the streets of our country and industries all around the world. We've created a movement bringing about global awareness to our plight. We've poured our suffering and struggle into the national spotlight, and we've lit a fire for equality. Elected officials of Burlington, we need your help to feed and foster this new flame. What is the tone of these conversations, these 
virtual meetings that are happening over Zoom where you've got this parade of residents calling in. What's the mood like in these calls? It's definitely strong organizing work to have six hours worth of people, which is at least 250 on, on Monday, and then probably another 200 or so on on Tuesday, call into these municipal meetings. You know, we I'm used to five or 10 people at public forum, sometimes more like 50 if it's like a really intense issue, but never anything close to the amount of people that we've seen coming out and kind of listing, listing the demands of the Vermont Racial Justice Alliance. It pains me to know that I can be stopped only for the way that I look. It angered me and it frightened me. And I beg you, hear me now. Stop. There is systematic racism from the top to the bottom. And we are disingenuous if we don't think that it's here. Some people were talking about their own personal experiences. You know, some people talked about, you know, as as people of color in the city, they don't feel safe. They feel like the police are kind of doing the opposite of what they expect the police to do, which is protecting people, you know, by making them, them unsafe and stopping them based on the color of their skin. I am a Latinx person. I think I am the first one here. And I just want to say that the police has never made me feel safe since I was a child. And I think that that is the sentiment of many people of color in Vermont and in Burlington specifically. While sitting on this call, I can't even describe how my body has been. I think it's been the same way every time I pass a cop cruiser. So I just want to see some change done. There's also definitely a, a vast majority of people who called in identified themselves as white allies who just wanted to amplify the, the calls of the, of the racial justice alliance as well. Got it. Like many people have reiterated, these are reasonable requests that hopefully speak to larger systemic changes, right? If we can envision um, a safer, healthier community without coercive force, uh, we can start to imagine a better community. So what they're proposing... I think to a lot of people sounds like a really radical reimagining of what we think of as a police department, what we think of as public safety. How much are the people who are calling into these kind of addressing that this is a really potentially drastic shift from what we've known? I think there's there's definitely an understanding that these are a different path, I guess, for Burlington from what we're seeing uh, elsewhere. But at the same time, we are seeing these calls really gained steam across the country after, you know, the murder of George Floyd by a Minneapolis police officer. You know, the Minneapolis City Council said they were, you know, wanted to start the process towards, you know, completely dismantling the Minneapolis Police Department, which isn't quite what Burlington residents are calling for, at least yet, at least the demands of the Racial Justice Alliance is not to eliminate the police department, but it's to reduce the force and, you know, reinvest elsewhere. Ostensibly progressive cities like Burlington and Minneapolis need to set an example for other municipalities governed by a white majority. Let's show we care about our black and brown brothers and sisters by dismantling the systems that our own black Vermonters are telling us cause them trauma. How specific are they being about where that money should go? Like what types of community resources do these activists see as the target for some of this funding? They're being pretty specific on where they want to see this funding go. They want an establishment of an Office of Equal Opportunity in the city, which would oversee a new minority-owned business uh, procurement program to, you know, encourage 
people of color to start businesses and, and you know, encourage business growth. They also want more funding for the city's uh, racial equity, inclusion and belonging program and more city partnerships with minority owned businesses. It seems like those are pretty specific to kind of like a community outreach side of things. What about in terms of um, what we think of as traditional police work, you know, responding to crimes, responding to calls of different types of incidents? Have they addressed what that would look like with a significantly shrunken Burlington police force? The idea is that there still is a police force to respond to those calls. Um, it's just like less off getting officers out, out of the schools would be, would be one step to, to limit the number of officers. You know, I think the, the idea, at least that activists in Burlington are pushing for is to, at least most, most activists in Burlington are pushing for is to keep the department in some way, but make it basically significantly less than, than what it is now, size wise. Got it. Good afternoon again. Um, Thanks for tuning in for the Wednesday public briefing. What's been the response so far from leadership in the city? When these calls first started coming in, how did they respond? You know, I think the over time, the city has gotten more open to this idea, especially Mayor Bruno Weinberger. The, um, the unprecedented participation in the public forum at Monday's Board of Finance meeting and last night's police commission meeting is part of the overdue and much needed national reckoning that we are having all over the, our country about policing and safety. On Wednesday, he said that uh, he would be proposing some cuts to the police department budget. Uh, it's unclear what those cuts will look like uh, and how substantial they will be. Will they meet the 30% reduction in the officers, which is being requested? I have great hope in my heart and expect that with this budget, we will make impactful and long overdue progress towards racial justice in Burlington. But I think the biggest dissenting voice that we've heard is the Burlington Police Officer Association, which uh, is a police union. They released a statement that really kind of bashed Burlington City Councilors who were getting on board with with this idea. Um, they said it was you know radical and dangerous. They released this on. Uh, believe it was Monday evening during the board of finance meeting and on Tuesday a lot of the callers into the uh, police commission meeting were kind of taken aback by this by this statement taken aback why you know they just thought that the statement was kind of inflammatory I guess here's here's a quote some members of the Burlington City Council seem to be more concerned with introducing resolutions that offer catchy headlines and radical ideas without doing enough research into the potential ramifications of those ideas and kind of the pushback was that Activists, especially people of color, have been doing this work for a long time and really thinking about how to reimagine policing. And they were unhappy that the officers who, you know, are supposed to be keeping the community safe would weigh in with with, with such a uh, strongly worded statement, I think. Hmm. We do know the ramifications of these ideas. There would be fewer cops to abuse and kill people. It's not that we're confused or stupid or unprepared. It's that we're holding a mirror up to y'all and y'all don't like what you see. The Tuesday meeting was a emergency, you know, meeting of the police commission to talk about some tweaks to the use of force policy. And, you know, something that I think has been really interesting to watch in Burlington is kind of a, a shift away from the idea that reforms can work to improve the department. I think we're seeing that nationally as well. If you were thinking that less drastic measures are possible, I assure you that they're not. Reforms instituted in communities across the country for the last several decades have not resulted in improvement. 
Abolition must be the goal. Tuesday's meeting was discussing the uh, use of force policy proposed by the special committee, and that was in line with the eight can't wait steps that have been have been circulating uh, to improve police departments following Minneapolis. You know, instead we we heard four hours of of people calling for significant cuts in funding to, to the department. Allocation of funds to the police is not a sustainable investment. Those dollars compound and disproportionately exacerbate the violence, generational poverty, and suffering of our citizens. Promises of reform have been used across our histories as a rhetorical tool to evade meaningful change and divestment from racism. You're saying there's kind of a tension here between people who believe that incremental reforms are the path forward for the Burlington Police Department versus people who are saying we really need to make much more drastic cuts to this police budget. Absolutely. And, and you know, I think I think the mayor is definitely on the side of incremental reforms is definitely kind of where he stood on this. I think we have a we have an outstanding police department. I think it's it's um, a very different police department from many of the agencies that you've seen in the news around these terrible events nationwide. At the same time, I think it would be wrong. I think we, uh, we um, were, we didn't also need to make progress. So we didn't also have our own challenges. I am interested to see how this kind of plays out because based on what he's been saying this week, it sounds like he's open to larger cuts to the department after hearing from the public. Um, at least that's what he said at his press conference on Wednesday. I'm definitely excited to see and interested to see how the budget itself turns out, which he's going to be presenting to the city council on Monday. Got it. Who actually makes the call about whether or not the Burlington Police Department will see these types of cuts that are being called for? So it's, it's going to come down to the, the Burlington City Council, which is going to be interesting, especially since the progressives have picked up a handful of seats. But it's still a pretty divided, evenly divided council, especially since... Ali Jang, who had Cox with the progressives, now Cox is an independent, and he's kind of the the swing vote between the Democrats and the progressives. So it, it'll be interesting to see how how it plays out. But basically, the next step is on Monday, we're going to be at the Board of Finance meeting and then the city council meeting where the mayor will unveil his budget, which will then be discussed by the city council. Um, and it, it'll definitely be interesting to see if the progressives push for you know, possibly further cuts to the budget, to the police department's budget, uh, or if they, you know, are comfortable with, you know, what the mayor is able to uh, come up with. Got it. I know part of the national conversation here has been not just about defunding, but in some places, and you mentioned Minneapolis, completely dismantling or abolishing the police in their city. It sounds like that's not on the table in Burlington as of right now. So there's definitely some people who, who want to see that happen. Um, but I think that a majority of the people who called were pretty specific with the 30% reduction in officers and, and, you know, the rest of the demands of the Racial Justice Alliance. And the mayor is definitely not in favor of dismantling the police department. He's, he's said that he doesn't think that the issues in Burlington are basically anywhere close to the issues in Minneapolis, policing-wise. I would say at this point, dismantling the department is, is off the table, but I, I do think we will see some significant support from the council to take some major steps to reduce police funding. Got it. Thanks, Aiden. I appreciate it. Awesome. Burlington isn't the only city that's talking about this. The Montpelier City Council heard public comments this week about defunding police there. 
and three progressive lawmakers have requested a 20% cut to the Vermont State Police budget. Right now, legislators are focused on a broader set of police reforms that would include banning chokeholds, mandating the use of body cameras, and expanding the collection of race data for traffic stops. But even those measures likely won't see action in the House until later this summer. You can find more of Aiden's reporting on the Burlington Police Budget at vtdigger.org. You're listening to The Deeper Dig, a weekly podcast from the VT Digger newsroom. Search for it and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll get new episodes as soon as they land. We used audio this week from Town Meeting TV, and we used music by Blue Dot Sessions and Poddington Bear. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Digger newsroom. Have a nice weekend.